Welcome to Lost in the Groove, place where we speak our minds, find our truths, have no fear. Really meaningful conversations with real people. Stay tuned. All right, so, uh, fuck, my mic is all over the place. Anyway, we're uh, back here. A lot of people, a lot of minds, a lot of thoughts. You might be fucked today, but who knows? We'll find out. So we're going to be talking about being single. One of the one of the wonderful things about uh, existing is the fact that I don't have to worry about anybody. You know, I come home to my own apartment. I don't have to fucking deal with anybody's ass. So we're going to deep dive into that and uh, see what we can um, we can co- we can come up with that. So. Uh, I'm going to stop talking now before I, I make a fucking fool of myself. I'm going to pass the torch over to somebody that wants to talk. So, who wants to go first? Who wants to be the first victim? Yes. Nobody? No takes? Really? I feel like if you would have talked about single life like a year ago, I more or less would have just nothing to share because I was just in a serial relationship situation for so long. So what you're saying in short is it's the experience of being alone, knowing that, oh, my God, there is, like, nobody here. It's, like, my option, you know, is, like, to go out and, like, to find the one. And then the, the fucking shit is, like, when you go out and it's, like, they're all terrible. You know, it's, like, there's no good options. It's, like, Jesus, like... Did your mom, like, drop you fucking 12 times on your head? Like, what's wrong with you? A lot of those people are married. Somebody likes them enough that they married them. There's a lot of people who are they're not really... I don't know. Whenever you say stuff like you go out and everybody's terrible, my therapist explained to me that whenever people make statements like that, they're living out their own fantasy. So there's no such thing as like all the people are terrible. Maybe you tell yourself that, not you, but maybe a person would tell themselves that in order to protect themselves, you know? Because there's no way that everybody out there is terrible. Me, I just kind of wonder how do I line up with somebody? I also you think know? it's, I think we, what do you think about being single? I, so I, I've been single, I'm 35. I've been single for long periods of time, including like a couple of years. At periods, and then I've also been in like long-term relationships several times as well. I kind of started young, and so I had my first serious relationship. I started at 15, ended at like 18, and I'm still like dear, dear friends with that person. And I think I feel like I have a different. I feel like really just in this last relationship, have I been able to? Because it was after a period of pretty lengthy singleness that I feel like I'm able to fully retain the part of myself that I want to have that I like when I'm the part of myself that I love when I'm single versus the part of myself that I feel like I kind of lose sometimes when I am in a relationship I think both are I think both are beautiful and I don't think I think that if you are putting yourself in the right places you end up meeting people that you do connect with but I also think uh, it involves a lot of like honesty with yourself and like who you are and what you want and like i think that a lot of the time when you don't find what you're looking for it's part of it is because a lot of people suck but it's also like i think you need to be really clear about like what you you want like yeah. i do believe that it's partially just like putting yourself in the in you know do you want to date like you know fuck boys or fuck girls or fuck days then, <laughs> then <laughs> that's one thing if you want to find people who are more like long lasting then that's another thing and if right. you're the other thing is too i think a lot of the time people look at relationships in a way where like it's pacifying some sort of need or loneliness or want like a sense of longing that we have and that's not how you should look at a relationship a relationship is to be something that you're adding to your that is adding to your life not something that is becoming the central focus of your life i mean also like for me personally also like i have a lot of things going on in my life um i have school i have work i have you know trying to just figure out uh what i what i want to do with my life and 
to be honest, like, I don't got no time for a man. You know, like, I have enough problems of my own. I'm like, I don't need to deal with another person's sorry ass. And, you know, it's not even about, like, finding the right person. It's just, like, also being in the mentality that, like, not everybody's cut out to be with a partner for the rest of their lives. Some people maybe be cut out to be with a partner for a couple of years, maybe later on, or whatever the case may be. Everybody is different. And there's like this idea of like you need to be with somebody. Yeah. You know, it, it's just it's just being alone prop- is wonderful. It's just media it's propaganda. Wonderful, yeah. Being alone is a wonderful thing. And I think our society really does try to teach us that like if you don't have somebody then like your life is a little bit less meaningful. And that's just not true. Like you get your life can be beautiful and meaningful and you can still want partnership and your life can also be like, you can have partnership and still feel lonely and feel unfulfilled. It's all about your relationship with yourself. And like, if you feel like you're in a good relationship with yourself then your relationship with your partner and your relationship with everybody else is going to be good too. But if you're searching for something and if you don't, if you have, if you feel like you're missing something, it doesn't matter how many people you're dating or fucking or whatever, you're still not going to be happy. No. No. And our society puts so much of a, of, of a, like a spin on just always being in a relationship, always hunting for something. And I think if we spent more time like hunting for fulfillment and hunting for like finding our, like, you know, our greater purpose as human beings, we would find partnerships that last when we do find them. We would find people that we really feel like we're building the kind of future that we want with somebody versus like just filling the void. Yeah, you have to be your authentic self in your authentic life to have authentic feelings for someone, I think. The dating app thing feels so forced. Anytime I've ever tried to meet, you know, and I like meeting people. So it's just, it's the avenue. It's just kind of strange. So I don't know. I, I feel like financially... It, it, it can be kind of hard for people to date sometimes. I, I know that that can be like a stress on people sometimes. And I don't like to be a person that feels like you have to spend money to make friends or hang out with people or different stuff like that. But I feel like a lot of people maybe isolate themselves because they don't want to you know, go out and spend a bunch of money. It's like, I love going to the beach, but even the beach, you got to park your car you know like it's just like crazy like la i feel you know it's a play it, it can be hard on people who, i mean like who don't have a lot i want to talk about sometimes. money like i live out here in south florida and kind of the thing about like a lot of people like even people that are listening to this that are in florida we know this it's very costly to get around here because like you got to drive everywhere and the other big like problem is sometimes when you're meeting somebody it's not always so comfortable to have a new person in your car you know, like, yeah, yeah like, there's also that, and, like, there's also, like, you know, <laughs> safety risks, like, that are kept in mind when we're talking about this. Like, you don't know if they're dangerous. They could be, you know, a fucking serial killer for all you know, but, like, so, like, there, there's also that. Oh, yeah. I, I think also, like, I don't know, like, Eli, your take on this. If, Wait. you know, when you're establishing a relationship with someone, we have this idea of like, oh shit, like you figure it out in like two or three dates, whatever the fuck number they come up with. I don't think that's realistic. I don't think there really is a number until you figure out what kind of relationship you're in. I think it really just depends on the person more than I mean, anything okay, else. I mean, for me, I feel like, and this, this sounds bad because I feel like this is sort of feeding into what you're talking about, but like, for me, I know if I feel that chemistry and that click with somebody really quickly, it does not grow over time. And so it's it's a pretty immediate thing. But at the same time, I'm not always looking like when I in the past when I felt that connection, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to grow into a sustaining relationship. But it does mean that I feel that right away. And I'm somebody who's like like I've been I have actually been like not legally married before, but like I had like a ceremony and stuff when I was in my 20, early 20s. I've, I've had like long committed relationships and they've just kind of over the years fallen apart to some degree, you know, fallen apart and like either stayed friends or not stayed friends because there isn't that kind of sense of home. I think it also depends on what you're looking for though, because I've been with people where I have had that sense of home, that sense of click and connection and like immediacy. 
And it hasn't lasted because that person has not been looking for that kind of a connection. So you have to, it's, it's right place, right time. But it's also like two people have to be in the same boat. Like if you're, if each of you is in a different boat, it doesn't yeah. matter how strong the connection is. It's not going to last. No. Wow. That is powerful. Adding on to that, I feel like the, um, you know how you said, like, I don't want to take care of a person. I don't want, you know, somebody around. Like, I feel like if you guys aren't living your life cohesively, then like, yeah, that's how it'll feel. It'll feel like this extra person around just like, but those are the uh, people, you know, or if you're not, you don't have your boundaries. But for me, those are the people that I attract. Okay. Like, it's unfortunate <laughs> like it, it fucking sucks but like i attract 83 plus sugar daddies that's like number one on the top list and i've like seen this in florida it's fucking ridiculous well, yeah and then the other half is like leeches like those fucking leeches like they can't do anything on their own and this is like my biggest fear of like getting back out there is these are the two main groups that are like going after me. How am I supposed to fucking see what I really need from like this crowd that's just fucking on top of me? I can't yeah. see anything else. I can relate. It's like a bunch of things that you don't want. Want <laughs> you know? You're like, oh, there's all. It's like frustrating because you're like, I really want somebody to want me. And then you see who I wants want you, and you're like, well, yeah. But I feel like those are the that's the I easy targets. You need me. <laughs> oh sh- shit! I wish we could fucking put on that song, but goddamn copyright laws. Fuck. You should just cover. Oh, it. I don't know. Just some cover of them are <laughs> A really horrible that cover, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just mumble it quietly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, that's not quite like enough. The tic- like, the, like the TikTok trend where the guitar. song is sung badly the first time. Jesus. What's the TikTok trend? It'll be like a song that's like a really popular like pop song. And the first time it's just kind of mumbled or sung really off key or whatever. And then they'll be it'll go to like it'll be a transition to something else and the person's like like it'll be the person in sweatpants or whatever the first time and then like second time it'll be the person like dressed like to the nines and like the song will be like the real song it's just (laughs) it's like the real house it's like the real housewives in 30 seconds pretty much that's what it is i mean there's no other way of going around this (laughs) yeah real housewives of atlanta honey girl we gotta get some atlanta in here hmm Atlanta. I, I've met some of the Real Housewives yes. of LA. I used to live in Atlanta. <laughs> Atlanta, I did. Hot yeah, Atlanta. Yep, I rode a bicycle all over it. Oh damn, girl! <laughs> <laughs> it was very hot. I've been to the Coca-Cola factory. I, <laughs> cool I've been to Savannah, Georgia. I've never been to Atlanta because I was driving down here. But I've, I've been to Savannah, and and first, so. First reaction was, holy shit, this is the South. My second reaction was like, fuck, I really am in the South. <laughs> and then my third reaction was like, shit, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> the trees are so big, dude. Like, I don't know. I was like, we have yeah. big, beautiful it's greenery beautiful. out here, but Savannah beautiful. is just like oh, gorgeous. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I, I secretly kind of loved Atlanta. Like I lived there for a couple months and like I I like I didn't I, I wasn't planning on staying. I was there for like a temporary thing, but I really enjoyed it. And like there's something that was just there's something about like muggy summer nights, like because they have a lot of like open air movies and stuff and parks and things like that because it's not a super rich city but it is a city that's very like community based so you have like a bunch of these like you know you go to the park and there'd be like this big like blow up like screen that they do something on and there'd be like two three hundred people there to like watch a movie and they just like picnic in the park and it was free and they'd have these things at different parks all over the city and it was really there's just something really magical about like hearing like the cicadas and just feeling like this muggy like thick like languid evening and all the like greenery and the smells of it is I like the south <laughs> not not necessarily certain aspects of it but I love the weather of this house yeah that's cool 
Did you go down there for no, the I was film industry? Doing, I was or? just doing like a, I was doing a job like <laughs> back in my canvassing days. Um, <laughs> I was like, yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Like, I wouldn't say that this was like activist work. It, that was not, I did a lot of activist work at the same time, but this was just, this was just work, work, but it was like, like canvassing for different, like, like it's uh, political issues and stuff. And I was just down there doing that. Mm-hmm. And it was cool. We had a little team of people, but I was mostly just by myself because I was the only cyclist. And so I was just on my own little track. And it was, it was, it was kind of nice to just explore like a city completely on, on two wheels. Like, you know, and like I was part of this bigger team, but I never saw them because I was just on my own little path. <laughs> it was fun. I wonder if it's easier or harder to be single in a big city. I kind of feel like, you know, living in LA might be part of the reason that I never like was like, all right, let's get married, you know, but like now I live here. So I don't really know. What the city difference. are you now? Are you still in LA? Okay, cool. I'm in LA. Yeah. I feel like a lot oh. of my friends get married out here, <laughs> but it's different. It's like they'll marry, they'll get married after they like, you know, meet doing something at Burning Man or whatever. <laughs> like, not necessarily like out of high school or uh, college. Yeah. Or, you know, it's, it's. I got engaged <laughs> at Burning Man. <laughs> yeah, and then that, you know, that's how it's that so went. Inter- so. I mean, it, it's so interesting, kind of like. <laughs> give me a minute. You know, the marijuana takes a little longer to think. Uh, when it comes to. <laughs> When it comes to individuality, <laughs> meaning that each person is individual, but we all are a collective, meaning that we are all the same species, we always figure out our groups. But I guess one important thing about, like, you know, if you want to talk about being single compared to having a partner, is you have two individuals, two different minds, two different thoughts, two different visions, and they're creating a collective of their indifferences. Mm. I mean, Right? Like, that is kind of the point. I think it depends on what you're looking for. When I was, like, single in LA, I found a lot of issues I had was that I I did want something that was, like... Like, I feel like a lot of my friends, being in sort of, like, the queer, counterculture, weirdo community, are not, like... Not the burner communities, but, like, I mean, the other other the other worlds that I traverse, it's not super common to like want to have kids, want to have a family, want to have that kind of, tra- that not traditional, but like that, a version of that kind of paradigm. And I find that it's a little bit like uncommon. And so I like, it was harder to date before, like I was with my partner now, it was like harder to date um, because I would want, the people who wanted to settle down were way too settled down for me. And the people who I was drawn to like energetically and had that connection with that spark with didn't want to settle down so it was kind of this weird thing where I was like I was like I was too wild for the for the ones that wanted the same things that I wanted and the ones that I wanted I wasn't like I was too I wanted more normalcy than they did so it was like this weird limbo yeah interesting no all right so to elaborate on that, I can't, would you say that there are also people that, like, in just an instant, they just immediately know what they're looking for? I mean, I've seen that before. Like, just people just, like, instantaneously. Just like that click, like they got it, and you're like, what the fuck? Like, how did you do that? You know? That can't be good. You can't, I mean, like, you kind of got to be, like, somewhat open to what a person will be like you have you gotta have things that you're looking for but also just being like this person fits my mold or not like that's mm. kind of icky okay, yeah. in a way fits my mold i think it's just like two people probably they like know what you want know what they want and are willing to like work on things that they, they like see differently and then yeah off things you don't have to get to know somebody but I think that when you have that spontaneous, like my partner that I've been with for like two and a half years, we had that initial spark. We met and like an hour, like we had this like 
chemistry from the second that we met. And like, it wasn't something that developed, like the relationship developed over time, but the, the sense of that like click happened and instantaneously. And it was kind of like figuring out a lot of the other pieces because we already had that kind of spark. But like, I think that like, I think you know if you're attracted to somebody right away. I don't think if you, you, you know if that's gonna like last right away. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That I understand. I've had that yeah, happen like, quite a number yeah. of times. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Attraction is yeah. just one part. Well, I, and it's the thing, the attraction and the and not just like a sexual attraction, but like the sort of the energetic connection is like the thing that you come back to, I feel like. And But like, it's funny because I feel like it's not the foundation a lot of people build it from, but being in a relationship where that was the foundation of what we built it from, it's kind of, for me, it makes sense, but you tell, I don't think it makes sense for everybody, you know? <laughs> no, I get it. I mean, I had, I have with with certain women, uh, certain women that I'm friends with, I have that attraction. And the thing is, it's, it's nothing sexual. You know, for me, the attraction is like, I see her as a beautiful person that has great personality, has great ideas, and I connect with, you know, her vision to a certain extent. I'm talking about, you know, like, I, I'm working in school, so I have people like that. But in a way, yeah, I mean, attraction doesn't necessarily mean sexually. I think you're right. To a certain extent, there's more to that attraction. It's like the buildup of that. It's cheesy, but like the spark. But, yeah. The spark is something that is, the spark is something that is undeniable. And you have the spark or you don't have the spark. But, the spark does not necessarily mean you have a relationship. Right, I've, right, right. right. I've had, like, yeah, like I've had spark with people that I have wanted very desperately to have a relationship with and it never came to fruition. And I've had relationships with people where I didn't have the spark and it fell apart because at the end of the day, I didn't have that thing to come back to. Mm. Like, you know, and it's like, and that's the thing. I think that when you do have that spark and it's really, it's like what a lot of people used to have like back in the day, it's like the thing that people would talk about, you know, grandparents would talk about or whatever. I came from parents that did not, <laughs> that was a very dysfunctional, crazy uh, background, but like, I think they had the spark in the first place yeah. and it just, they never wanted a relationship. But like, <clears throat> the spark, like that sort of, that sense of home, that sense of belonging with somebody, that sense of like fitting together, not just physically, but like, like fitting together in like a you know, kind of a larger cosmic and like intangible way that is the thing that you go back to when you find the hard parts and mm. i think that that and i think honestly i think a lot of our society puts so much in what does this person do how much money does this person make how does this person fit into all how does this person check off my boxes that you a lot of the time the people that you find the spark with you don't give a chance to because they might not fit all the other boxes. So are you looking for somebody who looks good in an interview? <laughs> are you looking for somebody who you can't wait to go home to at night? Mm. It's not always the same thing. Wow. Yeah. It's a pretty cool, it's a pretty cool perspective. Yeah. And, and that's from my own perspective, I've been on both sides of that. Like I've had the person that looks, I've had people that look really good on paper who it's like, oh yeah, you two make so much sense together. And then I've had partners where it's like, we don't make sense together, but at the same time, they're my favorite person in the world and I can't wait to see them. Like, and it's not the same. It's usually not the same person, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, and I think that that's something to be said where it's like, we live in a society where we really focus a lot on the sort of the concept of like the sapiosexual and like, and like, uh, you know, the intellectual connections and the external connections and the common interests and all of those things. But at the end of the day, you might find that spark and that sense of home with somebody that you don't have hardly any of those things in common with. And you just find a way to make it work. Yeah. But that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We're all different. <laughs> yes, we, we we all are. Nobody? Okay. Uh just elaborating elaborating on that a little bit more. I think one of the, the most coolest things that you can 
see you know what I'm gonna give this as an example I know this is this is completely off the wall Dolly Parton okay there's something about her relationship with her husband that's just so incredible like it's just so astonishing like there's an understanding of like both of their tasks she respects him you know he respects her and like there's this bond between them that like in a way is understandable you don't need somebody to explain it to you you see what it is and it just makes total sense i feel like the reason why it's like that is because it's an individual type of relationship it's a relationship that they both created for each other yeah Like, so can you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, sure. What I mean on that is we like to categorize, you know, how do you get into a relationship? You know, there's a thousand books on this crap. But I think it's, it's, it's so customizable that it's on an individual's level, meaning that no two people that decide to be in relationships, so if you have groups of people, you know, you have four groups and it's two couples in each. If you try to say, oh, they all have the same type of relationship, if you really look carefully, they don't. No. No one has, yeah, no two couples have the same relationship. You Uh have people that feel archetypally similar, but like even the same friend group, you don't have people who are the same relationship. You can see a similar similarity in the dynamic, but also each person is bringing to the table whatever, you know, positives or damage they come from and so each person has a completely different set of both you know positive attributes they got from their family as well as you know generational traumas and so you never know it can never be exactly the same as anybody else because you don't know what each person and each couple is bringing to that you know bringing to that relationship i think a place where that's really exemplary is like in so i'm I'm poly like i'm polyamorous my my partner and i are polyamorous and like we are we haven't really acted on it in a long time but um a lot of my relationships have been polyamorous and i think that that's a place where you can very succinctly see that what i'm kind of talking about where it's like your relationship with each person is different in the same sense that your friendship with each person is different and that person has a different relationship with every other person that they're with as well there's no two things, even with the same two people. Hmm. Yes. David, I mean, like, I, I, I partake in celibacy at the moment, and I think, I don't know, I don't want to give away any of your secrets, but... Yeah, I, we, we've been, we've been we discussing this, so it turns <laughs> out that I've been celibate for about four years. No, no, no. Honey, okay, no, I wasn't going to be like, Dylan has been celibate for four years. <laughs> I have been celibate for four years, no joke. And I was once so bored one day that I checked up. It turns out the Vatican, you have to be five years celibate to enter the church. So, y'all, <laughs> you might not see me here in the future. I might be working in the Vatican. <laughs> <laughs> I've got two, so no, I, I don't want to catch, catch up. up to me, but I don't think I don't know. think they're really good yeah. to women out there. You know, it's it's man's country. What do you mean? <laughs> like? Is it man's country out there or is it woman's country? No, it's man's country. What? I've never been yeah. yeah, come on, it's man's country. I mean, you know. I like mean, a- yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't know. I've just been learning. Like, yeah, it's it's. I have so I have Catholic priests in my uh, my mother's side of the family. Who all of them are deceased, but there's wow. histor- like the, that whole line of people is deceased. But that there's a few priests that are down the line in the family, so it's something that's always been kind of strange and 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 curious to me because I have never felt a connection to it. But yeah, it's completely it's a male thing, and it's something that there's a lot of. I think there's a lot of beautiful people that go into it and there's a lot of really dark people that go into it too because of the secrecy and the level of secrecy that you can live in. Yeah, I mean, I think that's really amazing. Like in the past, because I have some family that um, they were like nuns and like, I mean, they did like so many great things. I mean, I don't know all the bad things that happened, but you know, they helped the community and um, a lot of priests um, were at like the height of education 
Um, they, you know, taught a lot in the schools. And yeah. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff. There, there's there, a lot of positive. Lot of and there's also just like, like I was learning recently about like the residential schools and can't, I mean, I knew about them before, but I was learning more detail of the residential schools and uh, were like forcing like Native Americans to like assimilate to like Catholic culture and like all of the horrible abuses of justices that were completely mm, covered yeah. by the Catholic, by Catholic clergy and by, by like the Catholic higher ups. And it's kind of like, so that's the thing. It's like, there's a lot of beauty, but there's also a lot of like regimented structure that's, that's put into, you know, that's preservation. Yeah, it's good people who want it. Like, don't push it on people. Some uh, (laughs) people on the podcast that came from Native American tribes, and I've spoken to a couple of them. Yeah, and they, you know, they've all said we're. They take their kids. They go to like a normal school. They go on the bus and they drive like thirty minutes away, and then they come back like in the afternoon, like two or three o'clock, and then they learn things in the tribe. So you have these kids, and I've seen this online. It's crazy. They're like thirteen, fourteen years old. They can hunt fish skin like create things like you know clay potter and i'm like this is genius like these kids are gonna grow up and like they can like survive yeah totally you know which is so cool you know and it wasn't always like that a lot of the time they were taken from their families and not able to practice that their you know their indigenous practices so I, I have feelings about it just coming from <laughs> coming from former clergy. They didn't, were not involved in any of that stuff. But I think I just look at everything with a critical eye that like <laughs> that reinforces things that can both be liberating and oppressive, depending on whether or not they're desired. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like. I feel like one of the the biggest problems we have, and I've said this before, like I have no problem with the internet. I love social media. I think it's a great tool used wisely. But the biggest issue we have is this force, you know, with all of these pop stars, these like wealthy teens, which is all bullshit. They're just hiring like teams to come and just bring the shit there. But you know, these teens are buying this crap up like nobody's business. And then when you have like this, this like forcedness to like be with somebody because everybody else is doing it. And like, you're gonna look weird if you don't have somebody. Like you're gonna be called like the weirdo. And in this place, we love the weirdos, okay? It's in our fucking bio for a reason, okay? This is the yeah. land of the weirdos. But unfortunately, like the, this is the abuse of some teen, teens. I should have talked about this last week, but I didn't. But this is like a big problem. You know, like, the understanding of, like, it's okay to be single until you're in your 30s. Yeah. Sure. Oh, can I read a quote? Okay, so, like, because I just saw this the other day in a book, and let's hope I don't slaughter it. But it says that it's a quote by the Amazon tribe in Brazil. It says... Yes. Can you you. you guys hear me good? Okay. When you follow the crowd, you lose yourself. But when you follow your soul, you will lose the crowd. Eventually, your soul tribe will appear, but do not fear the process of solitude. You know, that's that alone time that I'm talking about that I'm in right now, you know? Like, it's like, I've got to just be alone in order to find where to go, you know? What a cool quote. Like, yeah, I just found that yesterday. And I sent it to like a friend, <laughs> so I had it like That's on cool. hand. You know, what <laughs> I find I've made some of my some of my best writing and my best art I made when I was single. Unlike mm. I made when I was dealing with things in a single way, because I found for me, like as like visual artist and as a writer, like I put a lot of the same love into a person that I do into a piece that I make, and it comes from a lot of the same place. And so when I'm telling a person all my stories and all my ideas, I don't feel the same need to get them out into the world. So I'm less productive in a relationship. <laughs> Sometimes, not anymore. I mean, again, I'm finding a balance, mm-hmm. but it's like, it's a process. Cause like when you're alone, you don't have that person that you talk to at the end of the night, you know? And it's not bad, but it means you have mm-hmm. more of a possibility to like channel that into creating something that is your art. Yeah. I mean, I um, I recently 
you know, uh, it's funny. I don't really like social media, but I found a social media platform that I love. It's called Substack. And I started a newsletter for the podcast. Um, it's great. You know, you're totally right. I'm finding now where I'm single. I'm like, I'm in school. I'm trying to survive. Like now I can have a place where I can write on a social media platform and I get to do this too. Like this is a whole thing about like, this is a, this is kind of also like my therapy. I'm able to be myself and all of us get to be ourselves for like, you know, a split second. Um, it's the idea of solitude is serenity and serenity is bliss and bliss is meditation. They yes. all connect. It's true. Yeah. The best thing is when you, when you do have a relationship, when you find somebody that you share, you can share that space with. Mm-hmm. Like find somebody else who has that same need to create. That balance. Yes. That's what it is. It's the balance. People always used to tell me that I shouldn't date another artist, and I think they felt all of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, artists, you know, like, I, I mean, like, artists are fucking weird, you know, like, the, you know, you yeah. get into the comedy, like, they're just fucking psychopaths. We're, Jesus all, Christ. Yeah, we're all total fucking psychos, it's true. Yeah. It, it, yeah, I mean, like, you know, as you get to the the bottom pits of, like, people in the art world, like, we're just, we're just weird. But the cool yeah. thing is, like, the weirdness comes them. comes from, like, we're real people. We're not afraid to show who we are. That's what people yes. don't understand. We're not afraid of ourselves, including the dark parts, including the parts that are not socially acceptable. Oh, honey, I love those. You ever meet like a plain Jane that's a psychopath? You know, just like a total basic dude that's like also yeah, like a psychopath. Karen. You're like, I love those, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're psychopaths. I, I yeah. like psychopath differently. <laughs> You don't have to be an artist to be crazy. Oh, no, no, yeah, but I'm saying. also saying the artist. <laughs> no, but artists are good. Come on. Like, artists are good crazy. Like, without us, the world would suck, to be honest. <laughs> like, we make the world fun. Yeah. I, I but mean, also, you know, we're expanding. Like, we, we go down these rabbit holes to find a sense of meaning or a sense of communication or a sense of like understand deeper understanding of ourselves in the world like this. And I think that's the difference between like your front of the mill psycho for a crazy person and like your crazy because why are they they're they're doing they're not conscious of the fact that they're going down these rabbit holes necessarily. But we are. Yeah. We're doing it intentionally. Yeah. We're saying like this is my coordinates to this rabbit hole. See you on the other side. <laughs> bad bitches be wild. Hmm? Is everyone an artist? No, I, like, I just said bad sorry. bitches be wild. Come on. I suck. <laughs> That's all I said. Yes. <laughs> like everyone's an artist, right? So like how is like How's like a, a run of the mill person like an artist? Like you're like sitting there watching football and you're like an artist. Is everyone an way? artist? That's another question. That's, I don't think that's a fact. <laughs> I it's mean, not a fact, okay? I, I was mean, like we, trying to be like all generous. Four of us are artists. It just happens yeah. to be like we're all artists. Uh but yeah, I kind of agree with Eli. Like I listen, honey, I, I've seen some people that like they can draw Dear Lord, they cannot draw. They are just full of shit. Literally full of shit. It's not your personal style. I mean, come on, like a four-year-old has their personal style. Then yes, not all of us are into (laughs) stick figures. Okay. But but also, the thing is, art isn't about the skill necessarily. No, not necessarily. No. It's about the the truth and like the brutality Mm -hmm. and that you're creating and tapping into it doesn't have to be skilled and you don't have to draw photographically or play you know every scale perfectly you don't have to like you know dance something that's like you know perfectly on beat but it's about it's about being in some sense like a vessel to, to communicate with other people and communicate with something higher than yourself and bigger than yourself and it's finding that like lifeline i think 
and being able to create from that space. You don't have to have the same skills as everybody else. No. But no, not everybody is an artist. Everybody has the potential to be an artist. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I was just thinking that from what you said. Like, exactly. Like, not everyone is exactly. an artist, but the everyone can be. They just space. aren't. Some people I remember, just aren't doing um, it. I remember my dad... My dad was uh my my dad was a you know he was not born in the country he was born in Africa and he used to tell me he says he says every every single purpose every single person they have their own creativity and I remember my dad once took me to his job my dad used to do uh, construction and he was showing me each person that was doing a different task and you know, they're just putting plaster on a goddamn wall. You know, one person's banging a nail. My dad was telling me, he's like, if you look carefully, they're all being themselves. They're all yeah. being creative. Banging a, totally. you know, banging a nail in a window. But it is. It is being creative, figuring out a way of making everything work and click and be strong. And and the, and the, the teamwork that you have, the collaboration... Yes. With that group, I work in shop. I'm working in a shop right now. As we're talking, I'm I'm staining some cabinets for a commercial. <laughs> yeah, like it's art isn't just a pretty picture, and it's not just like a beautiful song. It's it's an art form. It is about something that is a cultivated and curated craft and skill and message and feeling. And I think that's what I'm saying. I think I, I don't think everybody is one. I think everybody can be one but it takes a level of humility and dropping the things that you think you are and letting go of your, letting go of your perception of reality as it stands and allowing things to flow through you freely and allowing things to change as you experience, change you as you experience them. Yeah. What are your thoughts, Carissa? Well, I just am still trying to get <laughs> This is, yeah. <laughs> this is why, like, okay, sometimes I'm like, oh my God, I have something to say. And then I, like, can't, like, even hold it in. Henry, like, I'm like, Henry's oh, just waiting wait for that special turn, moment. Carissa. It's um, just kind of hard to, I'm, like, not the type of person well, this is the to, moment. Like, cut someone off. And oh, honey, you have to, to like. I know, I'm bad. I do go I'll to do it right now. I get cut off. And it, I don't know, I kind of just. It triggers me because as an African-American, like growing up, I, I never got a voice. And so like I'm the type of person like if I can't if I can't talk, I'm just going to shut down completely because I feel like the person receiving the message doesn't care for what I have to hear. That's and so like, that's so sad. Oh, come yeah. on, dude. I tried not to respond like a few times and then now when David asked me, I'm like, well, let's just turn it over, you know? Cause like, if you're not gonna like, but in, like, I feel I'm like, like let's I'm just make gonna, space. I'm not gonna speak know? if I can't speak. And it's, it, it's like, I don't know. Well, do you wanna respond on this one? For this, Cause 2020, like I didn't realize this until 2020, it took George Floyd getting killed and then us having to go in March and stuff for us to get our point across. And it's kind of whack that someone has to die or something bad has to happen for yeah. like, someone like me to get my voice to be heard. Yeah. I think podcast is a hard place to, you know, to be like trying to like talk. I mean, I um, even, you know, like I it's hard for everybody so like I wouldn't run your whole opinion off of like a, a podcast situation because like it's just people I mean, just talk over each other I mean, it's look, like a look, Henry, to be honest general. with you like my, my thought process has always been this um, I love creating a welcoming environment I, I want everyone to feel comfortable and create their own flow you know the most important thing especially for you for me for Carissa for all of us is allowing ourselves to be heard. You know, we, we have our thoughts, our, our ideas, and we want people to hear them. That's the whole point, right? Is, I feel like I do, but I, like, can't even, like, do that, and it's frustrating. Like, I get irritated. I understand. 
to the point like I'm to the point it's like I'd rather be on the outside like if you guys need pictures or content like I'll get that but I'd like don't even really want to speak because I just feel like I'm not going to be heard and I'd rather go voice what I have to say to people who actually want to hear what I have to say and it's interesting because like I do I, I mean I want to hear it's funny because it says people think that like communication the most important thing is talking but actually the most important part of communication is listening to what other people have to say and so I'm I've just been sitting yeah. back and listening like I feel like you guys have been offering great great perspectives and stuff but just like there's three times I specifically went to talk and I got cut off and I was just like huh, maybe I just like shouldn't like waste my energy like, can we can we hear your perspective I would uh, love to I would love to yeah, yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. I, I don't even, like, I, my whole mind just, like, shut down. Like, I was out of this podcast, like, probably 20, 30 minutes ago. I'm just like, I don't even want to be here anymore. Okay. Sure. Can I ask you a question? Do you find the same situation to like echo in in your life in like being single or dating um, or being in a relationship like do you feel the same thing like you don't hear her you're not being heard relationships or, like i don't know like growing up my relationship with my parents uh friendships not so much like when i meet people now i'm more so asking them questions and listening to what they have to say because like i said biggest part of communication is listening and then other people like if they're interested in what i have to say or they want to hear from me then they'll like ask a question and then like a lot of people like they don't listen to like hear they just listen to respond and so it's yeah yeah i don't know i know i like when people ask me questions i feel i feel really good like i feel better i feel more connected to them you know and so like yeah that's that that's the first question is like because I feel like when you notice things happening in one place, you can kind of notice them happening in another place. And so I asked, you know, like, do you feel like you feel the same way in dating, you know, or like being and single and or being not? Like I don't I even know. Are you single? Even been pursuing it as much because I feel like my life is all over the place and I'm like still figuring myself out. And I figure like I'd want to like know who I am as a person and like, what I like before I go into a relationship because I just don't want to like put people through that confusion or heartache or anything like trying to get close and then breaking things off. Do you do you feel in a way that sometimes you know where you have a lot of things that are going on you know a lot of stress that you can't necessarily be a hundred percent for the other person. Well, I, hmm, yeah, probably that. Yeah. Like I can be a hundred percent for myself, which I think that's like most important, but like, as far as another person, like I don't, I don't have time right now for a relationship. Like I'm so busy in so many different things and aspects. Do you feel it? Oh, sorry. I was just like the past like five months, like uh, I haven't really spoke on this to a lot of people. My landlord like shut our water off, so we like didn't have a place to like shower, drink water, clean and stuff. Uh, we like took our furniture out of the place, and then eventually ill like change the locks on the place and so that was a lot for me to go through and I'm like there's no way I can be in a relationship right now with it's like going on and yeah. then like not knowing where I'm gonna live because he wants to like terminate our 
lease so that he can make more money and like raise the price. It sucks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, these things make it hard. I don't want to bring a person into that type of this situation because my life's complicated. It's probably going to make their life just as complicated. Single life is hard. Question? Hmm? Can I ask you a question? Do you feel like um, the point of being in a relationship is to bring your best self or is it to bring something that's more powerful with you united with another person? Like, like in if you're in a longer committed relationship, you find those hardships together and then you fight them together. Do you feel like... Or they tear you apart? Yeah, I feel like that's true, but it's like kind of like... I think Carissa was getting at earlier like a lot of people or no it was actually like you you said that a lot of people like oh you have to make x amount of money or you have to be in this type of career or like have some sort of status to like be a person that they'd want to be with and yeah I'm seeing that a lot in LA and so I'm just like I don't I think that I mean, yeah, <laughs> but, you know, I see what you're saying. I feel that pressure. Yeah. Do you feel, do you feel Henry in a way that the environment that you're in affects, you know, your wanting and desire to be, to have a relationship? I feel like your environment play does play a key role. What are your, what are your thoughts on it? I think it's interesting because I haven't like really explored my like environment as much. It just like changed. So I was in Hollywood, like now I'm in downtown. Um, and it's interesting because like when you do like actually take the time to get to know people, like before my whole mindset was like, oh, this person is not going to be as accepting or whatnot, or like, uh, you know, kind of like what you were getting at earlier. You're like, everyone sucks. <laughs> I don't think everyone sucks, but it'd just be like, people probably think that about me, so I'm like, I'm just gonna, you know, go on throughout my day. Like, um, but then like, when you actually do sit down and like get to know people, like people are really cool. I think we just place, kind of like stereotypes on like people and who we think they are rather than getting to know them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could, I could say personally, one thing that I've seen especially about you is, and I don't have this ability, is you're able to take a picture, like a puzzle piece, and put it together and, and make sense of it. And... You know, like, Eli was saying this earlier, too. It's like what you bring into the relationship. You know, what each per- each person is giving to the other person. Like, not necessarily like what's on the table, but more of like, you know, how we're going to make this work. Like, how is, how is this going to happen? Yeah. Mm-hmm. My last two relationships were kind of eh. I felt like I was doing, I, I don't know, doing the most like people pleasing, like trying to do everything to make the other person happy and then coming up short. And so I'm just like, nah, I gotta find a way to make myself happy and then like find someone else that adds to the happiness. So kind of, um, so kind of and in a way maybe um expands it yeah you know yeah. kind of takes it to another level yeah okay or like both of us not just like myself hmm chris what are your what are, what are, what's going on over there you thinking what you thinking girl you like see me i'm like yeah i mean i just dated this one guy and it was like the first time I've dated anybody in like a couple years and like 
he like totally gaslighted the crap out of me like at at like when I was like you know I just need a little bit of space this is moving too fast then he was like you're unstable like all this crazy shit I was like whoa that's not for you to say and I was like maybe I am a little and like what's wrong with that and like you know like what you know like come on that's who I am and like I'm being honest with you I don't treat you shitty but I did get I did get like a um this was all about you and I was like you know I mean I was always here for you if you had something that you wanted to come forward with and you know and I feel like I asked all the time like how are you things bothering you what's up you know but it's for him to come forward and say you know like man I had a shit day like listen to this you know but like also like I feel like I asked for a lot and maybe that's why it was a little bit all about me you know and that is kind of like going into a relationship right now I am fine by myself so I have no reason to be pulled out of being alone so like I do kind of get a little bit like yeah what what is it what is it are you gonna add to my life and I feel like as a woman I do get a little bit like you know like I don't want somebody who I'm gonna have to babysit all the time so yeah you do want like two adults that you know don't need a whole lot and so then it's like everything else is just like extra you know and it's like it it comes from love it comes from showing acts of like extra you know on top of everything but I've, I've in my past relationship we weren't able to get to that point because both of us were so attacked by the system we were in a poverty level we had trouble with housing we fought all the time because of the crazy pressure of what it's like to live in this city so i can relate with what you said about like housing i don't even want to date anybody no we were always yelling at each other because money was so hard and now i feel like for some reason money's not as hard when I'm just by myself because I can budget the way that I want to. I can be as poor as I want. I can eat pizza pockets all freaking night. Like, and I don't know, like, if that works with another person. It is funny. It's like, if I met someone and they were like, last night I ate pizza pockets, I'd be like, ooh, you know, but I want to be alone so that I can eat the pizza pockets when I want. You know, it's really (laughs) odd. Like, I don't really understand. But, like, it's, like, I don't want to be with somebody right now. Like, that's what I notice is, like, you know, and I think that's fine. But, yeah, Henry, expression, uh, I, I have a lot in Henry, uh, about being Let single. me ask you something. Yeah. Two th- <laughs> what are two things out of your previous relationship you would want to change if you would get into another relationship? Just two things. Top of your head. Oh, shoot. Henry? <laughs> Well, I'd say, like, we had some, well, no, because the previous one, like, we did have common interests, but, like, whenever I'd be, like, suggest, like, hey, let's go do this, it's like, "Mm, no, I don't want to do that, let's do this instead, so I think, like, maybe a balance of, like, each other partaking in like different activities we like is trying and then I would say like a sense of independence because the other relationship like I was doing my clothing stuff and I had photography and I like made time for her but then when I like tried to do things like my photography or clothing stuff it's like oh you never have time to hang out with me and stuff i'm just like look i can't give you attention 24 7 like especially like it wasn't really bringing any money in and i'm just like i gotta work at this if i like wanted to prosper like it's gonna take a little bit of sacrifice right now but it'll work out eventually if you're patient (laughs) Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of things were about money. Like, it's like, you know, it's like, well, this, but money, you know, I don't know. It's, it's really hard to be a young couple. Like, I, and I know, cause I was in a relationship where 
my person that I was with mm-hmm. didn't have money problems. And we lived in LA and our relationship became complacent, boring, you know, like for lack of better word. And, you know, we didn't have money problems, but we just, we had other problems, you know? And so I know what it's like to be with a person in LA that doesn't have money problems. And I just, I know that like with the other person, it maybe could have worked out. Like if we weren't see, just like, like you, struggling you, the entire time, but also like it takes a good heart see, to struggle with somebody. That's, and and that's out. the boat that I've been you know? a lot of the time because mm-hmm. I've really had financial stability until kind of more recently and it's still very tenuous. And I mean, even as a kid yeah. and like, I think finding somebody that you can, <laughs> this sounds weird, but like finding somebody that you can eat pizza pockets with or Taco Bell or whatever, huge thing finding somebody you can be poor with and you can be okay with that and you can find other things that make you happy and not feel this need that you have to make money and like finding somebody that you can like share that responsibility with where like sometimes you're the breadwinner and sometimes they're the breadwinner and sometimes neither one of you is breadwinner and you're living off a food stamp that's what i've you know i've been in that situation before too and it's like i think but it takes a lot to find that it takes a lot to figure that out and even still like you do have fights about it like you know we my partner and i have fights about money too because it's like we're still not on our feet in that way and really neither one of us has ever been on our feet in that way and so but at the same time it's like for me i'm more comfortable with somebody figuring it out than with somebody who has a lot more than i do Yeah, I don't like being with somebody who has a lot more than me. It's really like it's again, again, yeah. going. <laughs> no. Like, you ever date somebody who hasn't worked like since they were fourteen? It's like I just can't yeah. level you, with you. You remember what I said earlier? <laughs> like, I, I don't said know. That, that there's that balance that's needed. I mean, like, you know, Ian brings up a really good point. I mean, you, you sometimes get into a relationship where like both of you have never been at this point, like. You, none of you have this experience so you're like both figuring it out at the same time and you're both figuring it out a different way um, yeah but and you're building it together and it's not always pretty and sometimes it fucking sucks but it's you know it's opening yourself enough to be like I will be vulnerable with this person I'm gonna let this person see these bad you know I'm gonna let this person see me when I don't know what I'm doing which is I think a scary thing like to let somebody help you or to let yourself help somebody else if they need it. And I think that's what I find, I have found personally helps build like more stable relationships is just the ability to let somebody act, really let somebody in. And that means not seeing just the pretty parts or the parts that are you know, what you want to share with somebody, but the parts that are, you wouldn't want to share with anybody else. Have you ever like, had the point where you like are struggling and then like you actually show people that side and they're just like not really accepting of, of them? Or like, and like, yes. how, how would you handle that? I have handled that. Yeah. I've experienced that a lot. Um, I'm sorry. I I don't want to interrupt you. Also, I I apologize. I was was, was finished talking. I'm sorry. Cool. Cool. Um, You know, I think like growing up, not having that much and, and have that be something that affected how people saw me. Um, not being able to afford the same things as friends of mine, like moving, you know, 14 times before I was nine. Like, I I think, you know, I moved out to LA with $30 to my name and a bicycle and no, nothing in savings, no credit cards, no to speak of and no support system really outside of like my friends with <laughs> my burner friends that I, you know, that I, that I came on the art trucks with and like, I don't think I ever really let anybody during that period know how little I was working with. And it was hard to date because I might have, you know, if I wanted to 
go out and do something exciting or something fun, it was, I might've spent my last $30 doing it, you know, or last $10 doing it. And I just had this feeling it's going to work. I'm going to find, I'm going to figure it out. I'll figure it out. I'll always figure it out. Even when I've had to move, even when I have had, you know, I've had a similar thing where like the place I've lived has been, has been sold out from under me. I've had situations where like, I just, you know, I, I had to just couldn't afford it. Um, that was a lot of like how I grew up too. And I think for me, it's important. Like I have something I could not do when I dated, when I was like, when I was not in a primary relationship and like, kind of wanting one I could not date people who came from a lot of privilege uh like financial privilege I just couldn't do it if they hadn't experienced some level of struggle some level of poverty and I don't just mean like eating ramen noodles in college I mean like real like hardship it was really hard to relate to them and I've had some people say like that's something I need to work on but honestly I don't think that it is I think that you, you need to find people who have had the same struggles as you and who are working towards the same things and who understand that sometimes you don't have enough. Sometimes you can, you know, sometimes the choice is gas or rent or food. Sometimes the choice is, you know, and it still is (laughs) like, I'm doing a lot better now, but sometimes it still is because I work for myself and some months I make $500, some months I make a few thousand dollars. And it really just depends on the luck of whatever I'm working on and whether or not people are, you know, the payment turnaround is good. So it's like when you work with people who like think you have to have X, Y, or Z and you're trying to date people who come from a certain like class level, it's, it's challenging people who've never been hungry, people who've never had to like be on food stamps, people who've never not known where rent was coming from. It's a different world. And, but when you find, when you date people who have, who have gone through that, who have lived in poverty, who have had to make it work, who have had to fully do everything for themselves for a long time, like you can, you try, it's easier to trust them than it is to trust them, judge you because you can't afford work. Yeah, I just can't um, date somebody who's poorer than me I'm just because gonna then I end say, up taking Let's care just of wrap them. up in about five minutes, okay? Um, yeah. Sorry, you you were you were saying? Go on. Yes. Not me. I'm done. Oh. Just, I think that commonality of experience is extremely important. <laughs> <laughs> Carissa, Henry, Henry, Carissa, Henry. Yes. Anyone? Can you no? hear me? You want to go? Um, no, I'm good. Good? All right. Well, um, this has been a real episode. I promise yeah. you this is going to be unedited. Uh, <laughs> we good love one. you guys. Uh, whoever you are, aliens, species of the water. But uh, we'll see you next week. We'll see. Who knows? All right. I'm out of here. Goodbye. We have reached the end. (laughs) Not really, it's just the end of the podcast. Thank you so much to our listeners, our sponsors. Uh, It's amazing to know that we're reaching people and allowing people to speak their minds and their truths. A big shout out to Eli, our co-host. Be sure to check out her social links and her incredible art. And our Substack weekly uh, letter. It's every week. Uh, We'll catch you on the next one. Peace.